Welcome to Living to the Max with Laura and Zach. Have you ever wondered why some people are living the life of their dreams and others are just dreaming of living? The truth is, too many people are living an average life and accepting that as their destiny. They have bought into the lie that life is about merely surviving. And that lie is making people broke, sick, tired, and lonely. If you refuse to accept the status quo and desire to live the extraordinary life you are called to, then this podcast is for you. If you are willing to do your part to create your dream life and you desire to fulfill your God-given purpose, then welcome to the movement. The Bible says the thief only comes to kill, steal, and destroy, but that God came to give life and life in all its abundance. God created you with a purpose and designed you to live an abundant life. The question is, will you accept the life he has called you to live? Join your hosts, Laura and Zach, as together we learn from principles in the Bible, how to do our part to get the most out of our finances, health, and relationships. And ultimately, how to live life to the max. Hey everyone, welcome to Living to the Max. I'm Laura. And I'm Zach. And we are so glad to have you with us today, and we trust that you are having a spectacular day. So, we have been in the middle of a conversation about feeling stuck and how to become unstuck. So, Zach, tell us about what we've been talking about. So, we've been talking about our purpose, our money, our time, our identity, and today we're going to talk about probably one of our favorite subjects. Maybe not our <laughs> we favorite. We may get a little fired up. But, sorry. But definitely one that we're passionate about. And top, that, top three for sure. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Top three. The top um, five. Top three. Oh, okay. Top for three. sure. Um, and that's your health and your attitude towards your health and your life and what that looks like. Yeah, so this may be a topic that you love, it may be a topic that you hate, but it is a topic that we all are forced at some point to think about. Um, we only have one body. We only have one shot at life, one shot at taking care of our body. Uh, so, you know, you got to think through that. And sometimes people don't think through it until after it's broken. And I want to encourage you, if your body is not broken, if your health is not broken and you're feeling pretty well, now is the best time to do something about it. Successful people fix things or improve things before they're broken. So um, there's an old saying that says, success leaves a clue or leaves clues. Um, So you know, if you want to be successful, it's really not rocket science. I mean, it's not easy necessarily but it's not rocket science no you want to give us yeah really just uh probably go find somebody that's successful and in a manner that you would like to be successful Mm -hmm. Uh, that's a good point watch what they do and model what they do and there you go keep working at it Mm -hmm. don't give up so yeah it's find out what successful people are doing and do it and find out what unsuccessful people are doing and don't do that. <laughs> I mean, that's really what it is. So, And it's also been said, how you do something is how you do everything. Um, and in general, successful people do things um, very intentionally. I think that's the best word. Yeah, They're very intentional about what they do, when they do it, how they do it. And that is true with their health in general. 
I'm not saying everybody, but in general, successful people, um, many of them are very specific. And I'm talking about like elitely successful people, maybe not people who are semi-successful, but like really elitely. Think of, think yeah. of somebody like Tony Robbins. Okay. He's very well known. He's, he's traveled the world. He's very, very intentional about what he does with his body. Yeah. Um, many of the people of that caliber are like really high caliber, high caliber athletes. Like think about, you may or may not like Tom Brady. He's very, and Russell Wilson's the same way. Yeah. Very, very specific about their what, health and their body. What they eat, how they exercise, yeah. their, you know, just their daily regiments for all of that stuff. Yeah. And, and that's really important. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, and it's not important just for athletes. And I want you to hear that as well. And we'll get into more of that as we go. But so health um, typically happens in several ways. Uh, one thing is um, the whole idea of working out. And some people, that's all they think about when they think about health. Um, and some people don't think about it at all. So I want to, you know, that's an important uh, part of the equation, but it's not the whole equation. But in a study I had uh, recently heard about, they, they said that high-performing people on average do work out five times a week. I got some work to do in that area. <laughs> when the gym reopens, I, I won't have quite as much work to do. Ah, uh, yes. Um, the other thing is they have specific, um, I don't like the word diets, but I'm going to say specific regiments of food, um, things that they will or will not eat, um, how they eat uh, stuff like that. And then they also often invest in products or invest time in activities that enhance their body. So I don't know if you're familiar with the term biohacking, um, but that is like optimizing your body and health. Uh, yeah, one of our favorites. We have a couple biohacking mm-hmm. tools. Yeah, so stuff like that. Cold showers. Um, Ooh, those are lots of fun too. Zach like this. Saunas, that's more my speed. Um, supplements, meditating, um, and there's so many There's so many different things, but those are just some, some activities that you might find. Some people do myofascial release, um, like emotional cupping. work, cupping. Yeah, there's so many different different things. So, so the question is for you is when it comes to your health, are you where you want to be? And that is a question you have to answer for yourself. We can't answer that for you. Um, to me, and I think this would go for many people who strive to live their best life, there's always something else to work on. Absolutely. Um, but if you are where you want to be, you can probably just turn this podcast off now, but uh, if you are not, like, take some time to think about it, and don't feel like you have to change everything all at once, but pick one thing to start changing. So, all right, so maybe you've been making excuses. Um, what are some of uh, the favorite excuses? Oh, I know. I know. You know mine. What's yeah. my favorite excuse? I don't have time. Or no, yours is I'm tired. It's a combination of I don't have time and I'm tired. Yeah. It depends on the day. <laughs> Yeah. Um, yours is probably the the work like working around work. Yeah, it's probably the hardest. Working thing. around a, a work my my job schedule is is frustrating mm-hmm. for sure. But some people might think it's not important, um, or I I I fail every time I try, so I just might as well not try. There's just different excuses. So are you making an excuse? And it's important to recognize that and then speak truth into that um, excuse. So um, 
we're going to head back to the concept of how you do something is how you do everything. And this is an important thing to think about. So if you cannot or will not, um, and it's really not that you cannot, it's really that you will not, um, or choose not to take care of your health, um, how does that affect, like, how can I say this? If you choose not to take care of your health, what else are you going to choose not to do? Are you going to choose not to do things in your business? Are you going to choose not to do things in your relationship? Are you going to choose not to do things with your finances? Life is a series of choices. Um, and if you're not willing to choose how to do one area and um, work on one area, does that mean you're not going to choose to do that in other areas as well? It's, it's definitely possible. It might not be, you know, 100% of the time. But, mm-hmm. but I would say, I would definitely think it would be over 50%. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's very interesting. I'm not going to lie. We are the type of people when we're at business conferences, we watch what everybody eats because it tells me something about people. (laughs) I know that sounds terrible, but it's true. So um, like we said earlier, health and how we treat our bodies really does hold a very, very special place in our heart um, because it, it is. It's where we started our mind shift. It's where we started our journey that has led us here, that has led us to um, the world of business and the world of serving other people and sharing with other people. It's really, it was the catalyst for a lot in our life, actually. Absolutely. Um, and, and it is a, um, for us, it's a, uh, it's a place for us to, to hold on to, like for confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when you come up, when you come up to, fear of doing something new or, you know, or an overwhelming task. It's, it's one of the, one of the things that I look back on and go, look what we used to do. Cause we didn't always eat great. I mean, maybe a little bit better than some, but I mean, Um, before we were married, I didn't, but in general, we didn't, we didn't eat great food. We kind of just ate what we felt like. And then we started making choices and we changed little things and, and it's progressed, you know, and it's been about a six year journey. Yeah. It's, it's a six year journey, seven, six, seven year journey and six, about six. Well, it started a little bit before that, but either way it's a a long progression. And, you know, if you'd have told me I was going to do some of the things that I'm doing now, I did. And you're like, no, I'm never giving that up. Right. It's and one of the things, yes. most, a few of them I have. So. Most, most of them. Yeah, I would say most of them. So um, it's just you know one of those. It's a, it's a good thing for us for momentum. Yeah, for sure. So we want to share with you, if that's okay, a few things that have motivated us and have um, chosen us, to, uh, like have have caused us to think about all this. So, and we know that it will be helpful for you if you choose to think about it as well. Um, a side note. Zachary definitely has a snack right now and was going to munch on a chip. Well, it was it's a cheese. Cheese wisp. It's a cheese wisp. It's just cheese. It's a very keto-friendly snack. Par- Parmesan. Um, but I was going to laugh because we'd be sitting here talking about food as he's crunching on a snack. I, I pre-tested to see if the mic would pick it up, and it, it did. So He'll spare you his crunching. Yeah. Um, anyway, so... First things first, and this is something that I actually did not know when we started our food journey, and then somebody said it later on, and I was like, oh my goodness, this is crazy goodness. So food and taking care of our bodies is such a biblical thing. 
All right. So actually, and wrap your mind around this. The first sin was actually around food. And if you think about that, I mean, it wasn't only about the food. It was about more than that. But it was around food. Right? And so if you think about it, Adam and Eve in the garden, Mm -hmm. what did Satan use to tempt them? Food. Food. And you'll find other places in the body where it talks about the knife and fork and food and and around. Bible. What did I say? Body. That's oh, good. the it Bible. Was pretty close. Yeah. So um, you will. You'll find other things in the Bible. If you read through it, you'll see specific things about taking care of your body and how um, people screw up when it comes to food and what they put in their bodies. And this is my interpretation of it is that it is a way, like how we take care of our body is a way to to make our physical side, our worldly side, which is what our food and our, like, like f- eating is not a spiritual activity. <laughs> like, uh, not completely. Not completely. So, um, like, dogs eat, cats eat, you know, everybody eats. But it's a way to make our physical side yield to our God side, all right, to our minds, to our spirits, right? So when we discipline ourselves with food and choose to be careful with our food we are actually yielding our we are making our 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 bodies yield to god's side so um and we got to take this seriously and unfortunately and i might offend some people and that's okay unfortunately christians and church people tend to be the first ones to condemn drinking or whatever other sin they want to condemn but then they go and what do they do oh they they have their fancy smancy potluck and they fill a banquet hall full of junk food. And y'all can think it's not junk food, uh, but your prepackaged stuff with the small book for an ingredients list is junk. And, and like, I'm, we're not trying to be mean, but at the same time, we've been to church potlucks since we've changed the way that we eat. And there typically is. Maybe Nothing. two, maybe two things that I will eat. Maybe uh, if we're good, if it's, no. we're lucky. Um, it depends on who's in the church and who's making stuff. But still, um, and if you ever notice when you go to those things, the dessert table is the biggest table by far. Just saying. Anyways, um, and like I said, I'm not condoning drinking either. I said that they condemn drinking, and then like I'm not condoning any of that. I'm just saying that we tend to forget about the discipline of food. The, the Bible talks about the, the, the drunkard and the glutton together, not separately. <laughs> um, and, of course, it's, it's, it's hard. It's a, it, I shouldn't say it's hard, but it is challenging. It's, it's a struggle because it's the flesh and blood part of us. And if it wasn't challenging, Satan wouldn't have used it as, as a temptation. If food wasn't a big deal, why would he have used that? Like, he wouldn't have. So, um, and by the way, we, we are sitting here, and we're by no means 100% perfect by all the time. Like, while I was writing this, ironically enough, I was sneaking a bowl of, of potato chips. They were the healthier kind. They only have three ingredients, including avocado oil instead of canola oil. Side note. But it's still, I was eating because it, I was emotionally eating because I felt like eating, not because I was actually hungry. Um, anyways, so first thing to think about. Yeah, absolutely. The Bible look at it from a biblical perspective. It's a God thing to take care of your body. He designed it that way. He, he made it that way because it is a, is a discipline. And that's what we're going to be getting into is, um, 
The second thing is, you know, how you do anything is how you do everything because life is about habits. God set it up so that we have, we choose habits. So Proverbs, oh, I've been reading Proverbs and I kind of love the book. So um, <laughs> I'm having a love affair with Proverbs. Anyways, so Proverbs talks a lot about discipline, like a ton about discipline. Like every chapter. Uh, like every chapter. So, um, and, and this is the thing. Food is one way, one way, and health in general, same thing with working out, is one way we discipline our physical side, our worldly, earthly, bodily... Um, our flesh. Our flesh, exactly. And discipline means to study, to learn, to train, and apply a system of standards. Whose standards do you think we're applying? Ooh, Ooh. pick me, I know. God's standards? <laughs> yeah. So, and dis- discipline comes from disciple. And most people say disciple is a follower, but it's not. It's a learner. It is somebody who's choosing to learn and live by a certain set of standards. And so, you know, the Bible says to seek ye first the kingdom of God. And, you know, we say that all the time. And we're like, well, what, what does that mean? And we never really thought about it until our our business mentor asked us about that. Well, not us specifically, but he was teaching on it. And what does that mean? Do you want to share that? Uh, yeah, it means, you know, to yield to uh, to God and his principles and his practices. It means to choo- you choose to follow God's standards over your fleshly standards. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and so when we choose those habits that match God's kingdom and you choose habits either, you know, the, you're going to choose habits either way. Yeah. You're going to choose some kind of habit. Like we all have routines. We all have things that are on autopilot. Thank goodness. Because if not, if you had to think consciously about everything you did, it would be a miserable, miserable task. So luckily, you know, we run subconscious programs, but what program did you make? What which one did you set up in your brain? Right is, is what it comes down to. Healthy ones, godly ones, or are you doing something that's destructive to you? Yeah, and are you intentional about either reforming those habits or forming habits? Um, and and you know, once you become aware, you have a choice. All right, you may not have been aware, but consider yourself aware. That's a word I made up. You're now aware. So now, <laughs> don't give me that look. It was clever. Anyways, <laughs> I made myself laugh. So now that you are aware of the situation, you get to choose. So, And then this is the thing. So habits then form, and this is a big deal for us in our world, okay? Habits form lifestyles. I'm going to say it again. Habits form lifestyles. So we hate the word diet, and the reason we hate the word diet is because diet is not a lifestyle. We are not called to yield our bodies and eat healthy sometimes, or only for 30 days. We are called to live a life of holiness, a lifestyle of holiness. It means you become somebody completely different, and you are you live differently, you know, and you create a lifestyle, a lifestyle of health. Yeah, absolutely. So um, in Romans, it talks about do not be conformed to the world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Don't be like everybody else, just for the sake of being like everybody else. Um, Be different, 
please. Absolutely. <laughs> um, don't be normal. And and honestly, like I think so to go back to the diet thing real quick because it gets me fired up every time. A little bit. So I, I think my my biggest issue with a diet is it it puts this notion this this thought in your brain that there there's a finish line and that's not the case like you you need to change something and sustain it mm-hmm. and, and if you don't go into it like with that mindset you're just gonna like you're, you'll you're, stop you're not gonna complete the t- you're not gonna stick stick with it like oh yeah i'm gonna do this 30 day cleanse diet or I'm going to do whatever, whatever it is. And I'm not, and listen, we're not saying that you can't be stricter for like people will sometimes fast or go on a stricter, uh, regiment for a time, but it's still, they don't just stop completely. Like, yeah, you can't, you can't be, well, you could be, but it's not a good idea to be a vegetarian for 90 days and then, you know, oh yeah, I'm done. I made I made it to my 90 day goal. I'm just gonna go eat cheeseburgers and uh, hot dogs. Well, it's for, it's for not even like, like it's just that would be yeah. ter- you would feel terrible, and then whatever work you did to change anything goes away quickly. Right, and is it's um it's the whole principle of um I just totally lost my train of thought there. Yeah. Well, maybe you can come back to it. <laughs> Yeah, but it is. I mean, you really, you want to have, um, you want to create a lifestyle. Yeah. Um, and you want to sustain change um, because, you, oh, I know what it was. You you probably all know somebody who lost a bunch of weight and then you saw them a couple of years later and they had gained it all back and sometimes more, right. you know, or they worked out like a ton and they were all bulked up and then they stopped and then they never got back to, you know what I mean? And so... You gotta you gotta figure out how to sustain, right? So habits form lifestyles, and then lifestyles create your reality. And what I mean by that is, if you don't feel good, it's really hard to do good. It's really hard. You know, if you have a headache, I have a headache right now actually. But if you have a headache, sometimes it's really hard to want to work or do something or be creative. If you have a sore throat, sometimes it's really hard to want to share with people and talk to people. And you know. I don't know about you, but when I don't feel good, I tend to get a little mean. Is that true, Zachary? Uh, <laughs> yeah, and you're not very great about going to bed and just going to bed. I know. You've gotten a lot better. I though. have. So, Mostly but, because I force you. That's true. So um, we talk all the time about living our purpose, living in our creative space, um, doing the things God called you to do, living to your max purpose. But guess what? Our bodies are the vehicles God gave us to do what he has called us to do. And if we don't take care of that vehicle that he provided for us, we are wasting a gift he has given us. And I'm going to say this, and I'm going to offend people, and you may take it wrong, but that's okay. I don't believe you can fully accomplish all the things you're supposed to do when you don't take care of your body. I see it all the time, and it actually makes me kind of, like, grieve when I see people who are so tired and so, like, ugh, they just feel gross because they don't take care of themselves, and they're trying to live out God's purpose for their life, and they can't because they're too tired, they're too sick, 
And and I'm not saying God can't still use you. That's the part that I I know people will be like, oh, God can still use you. Yes, God can still use you. But how much more could he use you if you chose to take care of yourself? How much more could you be doing? Because just the fact that you'd have more energy for that fact alone. Anyways, I get a little fired up about that. Did you have something to say? I mean, nothing really. I mean, it it's an investment. You it know, is. living living he- healthy is an investment. And it, it does cost more up front. Oh, yeah. We're not going to lie about it. Yes, we spend a lot of money on groceries. But you can pay for it on the front end or you can pay for it on the back end. Every time. Take You take your pick. Um, you yeah, know. you got to consider... You got to consider what it's going to cost you if you don't. Correct. And and what's crazy is people invest money for retirement and all these future things. They put money into savings and into 401ks and into whatever other vehicle of investment they want. And then they don't take care of their health. Like it's not an investment in the future. They you know, we don't we don't invest in our health when we're younger and we feel decent or feel good and then you invest in we, it when it's too late yeah and it's then we like, then we wait until uh something goes catastrophically wrong and then we're like oh you know what i should really change some of these habits i've been doing for the last 25 or 30 years it's yeah it's like having a car never taking it getting no never getting an oil change never checking anything never doing anything to maintain it at all and then all of a sudden the engine blows up and you go, well, well why'd that ha- how'd that happen? <laughs> well, not even that how did it happen, more that you had to replace it. Uh, you did. It was more expensive in the end. Exactly. And not only will it, how, how much will it cost you down the line, but how much will it cost you that, of things you can't do because you don't feel well enough to do them? What could you be doing right now if you had more energy and felt better? Like, what could you be doing if you've, you know, that you aren't doing that could be producing income for you. So just saying. Anyways, so what do you do about it? So we are not trying to be a um, dietitian and telling you what to do at all. All we're doing is giving you four very, very, very simple rules that we try to live by. So one is consume whole foods. What do we mean by that? A general rule is if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. So... With very, very, very few exceptions. If you don't know what it is, might not want to eat it. Might want to look it up, you know? And yeah, there's, we're not going to lie. So we have a six-year-old son. Some of you are like, oh yeah, that's fine for me, but my kid, blah, blah, blah. We get it. We got a six-year-old son, and this is our rule with him, is we don't want to be so strict that he never gets to eat anything or try anything. Like, we don't want to be that. But we do look for the healthiest version of things that we can, and we do steer him towards certain things, and we try to limit the amount of the junk that he does eat. So it's, yes, he does eat potato chips. Yes, he does eat special desserts sometimes. But guess what? Kid's never been to McDonald's. He's never had any kind of Little Debbie snacks. He's never had, I don't know, like any kind of Lunchable. Like, he's yeah. never had a lot of things that people might think are normal kid stuff. He doesn't eat dye. He doesn't eat high fructose corn syrup. He doesn't, like, 
there's a lot of things he does not eat and has never eaten and doesn't even know exists. Like there's sometimes healthier versions of things. Like he just got this healthier version of a, of a Twinkie essentially. Um, it was a gluten-free, uh, healthier version. It still had some junk in it, but it wasn't as bad. And, uh, and he did not know what it was. I was like, Oh, it's like a Twinkie. He's like a Twinkie. What's a Twinkie. He has no clue. He's like, I don't understand. Like right. anyways. Um, so consume whole foods. Um, the next is move more, watch less. What I mean by that is don't sit on your butt and watch TV and video games and on your phone or whatever you do. Right. Like, get up, move, do something, be active. Um, this is, that is one that I could do more. I tend to get stuck in my work and that I enjoy and I sit and read or type yeah. or whatever. Um, Learn to listen to your body. This that, is, I this mean, is that, your big one. Yeah, and, it, and it's not easy at first, I think. I think a lot of people don't know what their body's telling them because they've ignored it for so long. Oh, absolutely. So you have to, you have to do some basic things first. Um, drink a bunch of water, but you, you have to find, well, that one should be on here. Drink more water. You have to find some things that, that help you feel better. And then you need to learn and listen to your body and pay attention when you eat food, what didn't make you feel well. Mm -hmm. And, and make adjustments because it's not a coincidence that your your stomach's bloated and you feel like crap for two hours after you ate a dinner. Well, there was something in there that did not agree, right. and you should probably do some little bit of uh, Sherlock Holmes detective work right. and figure out what of the items doesn't agree. And, and then take cut out, back out. Take out if you don't know what it is. Take something out. See how you feel. If you have heartburn after you eat a meal. Take out one of the things of the meal. See how you feel. Yes, it's inconvenient. Yes, you have to work a little bit. But I promise you, if you feel better, you'll be like, wow, why didn't I do this earlier? So, and the last one is this. Um, other than drink water, we'll add that in. Drink water. <laughs> a, lot. a lot of water. As somebody said the other day that made me laugh, God did not invent Coke. He invented water. <laughs> um, anyways, make um, investments in your health. So for us, that means seeing a chiropractor. We actually see two, but that's besides the point. Um, get a gym membership. Uh, hire, hire a coach or a nutritionalist if you need to. Um, go to a holistic doctor. Invest in supplements. Invest in uh, sauna, invest in anything that you need to do for your health. It's a good investment. And those are all things that we do. Yes. So, you know, you gotta, you have to figure out what works for you. Mm -hmm. Um, and by no means do are all those, the end all be all, but no, not th all. those are things that we use along with some biohacking tools and things like that. But that, those are things that we do. Yeah. And, and, the point is yeah. invest in your health in whatever form that is. And you may start small. That's okay. And do something to invest in your health. So, again, we understand um, that it can be challenging to eat healthy. Um, you do. You have to bring your own food to places i do it regularly or not eat you might i'm always afraid of offending somebody by being like no thank you i'm not hungry and i don't want their food um i know you don't get like that but i do um and sometimes you like there's certain places that are really difficult and challenging to go out to eat um and it's more expensive so yeah you're living counterculturally when you're eating healthy and take, taking care of yourself you're not going to eat like we can't they're the only fast food, quote unquote, fast food restaurant that we will even step foot in is Chipotle. And so when we're traveling, sometimes it's a little more difficult. It's a little more challenging, but it's worth it. Right. Um, and this is it. This is the, the 
main thing I want you to hear. Successful people, people who want to live their purpose and live to the max, they don't do normal. If you do what everyone else does, you're going to get what everybody else else already has. You're going to get what everyone else has got. And I don't know if you know this, but our country and our world is in a bit of a health crisis. And I'm not just talking about COVID-19. I'm talking about, if you look around, the obesity, the heart disease, the cancer rates are through the Autoimmune disease. Autoimmune disease. These are not normal things. These are things we are doing. We are throwing off how God intended our bodies to be by the things we put in our, in our body, on our body, around our body, in the air, in the water, in the food, in the soil, all of it. All of it. And so you get to make a choice of what you are going to do about it because you can't change that event. You can only change you. So remember, don't do normal. Live your max life. And we will see you all next week. Bye for now. Hey, thank you for listening to Living to the Max. There are several opportunities for you to take advantage of today. So first, you can head over to lauraandzack.com to check out resources and opportunities that can assist you in your journey of living your max life. To connect with us, you can find us at Instagram at Laura and Zach, or take advantage of our Facebook group by joining at facebook.com backslash Laura and Zach. All of those are spelled L-A-U-R-A-A-N-D-Z-A-K. We look forward to connecting with you, and we hope that you have a fantastic day. Bye for now.